Welcome to the God-Centered Recovery Podcast brought to you by Narrowgate Ministries. This podcast is dedicated to giving you a God-centered approach to recovery and to life. Follow along. Let's get started. Hey, welcome to the God-Centered Men's Recovery Podcast. I am your host, Tim Holloway, and I'm glad to be back at you again. So this is a special episode about liberty and freedom. Uh, We are like a month ahead on our episodes, but uh, I'm going to sneak this one in today, and I hope you enjoy it. Um, If you're new here, uh, this is a podcast for Christian men inside of recovery uh, to live an awesome spirit-filled life. So if that is you, then welcome. Uh, if you are um, the kind of man that uh, wants to live by big biblical principles, you want to have an awesome recovery life, you want uh, discipleship, you want inspiration, uh, accountability, you've come to the right place. This is uh, what we are all about, so I'm glad that, uh, glad that you're here, glad that you decided to listen, so... We're going to be talking about liberty and freedom today from the perspective of of the story that Jesus tells in Luke uh, chapter 13. So we're going to jump right in. On the Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues, and a woman was there who had been crippled by the spirit, uh, a spirit for 18 years. And she was bent over and could not straighten up at all. And when Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Uh, some other translations say, woman, you are loosed. Woman, you are loosed. Uh, that was a popular uh, message in a women's conference uh, when I was in, in my teenage years. Um, just a powerful message. You are loosed. You are loosed. So we're going to talk about what that means. And as we do, I want you to think about your life holistically I want you to think in regards to your frame, your family, faith, fitness, and your finance, and this message of being uh, of liberty applying to each area of your life. So before we do that, I want to get into what it means to be bound. Um, we're going to go into a little bit of definitions here, um, but I want us to fully understand the condition of this woman, right? She is bound. Jesus said she is bound. And uh, what does that mean? So the first definition is to confine or restrain or restrict. Confine, restrain, restrict. Now I want you to think about your frame, your family, faith, fitness, and finance, and ask yourself, have you ever been bound in those uh, different areas of your life? And that could be bound, uh, uh, you know, as far in, in relationships, uh, in mindsets, um, when it comes to your physical life, it could be uh, addictions, it could be pain, trauma, all these different things that can begin to take place. But the the ultimate thing is that they they confine you, they restrain you, and they restrict you. And what it, what exactly is it restricting? Uh, most of all. It's restricting the uh, the abundant life uh, from manifesting in in your life, and that is a life that is filled with uh, peace, joy, and love, and and all of those things. So it's it's hindering that from taking place inside of your life. Uh, but even farther, it's it's a hindering inside of relationships and a dysfunction and a and a, a just an overall um, disintegration of your health. If 
you've been in addiction, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That the the substance or the activity uh, overtakes you and becomes more important than some of these other things in your life. And what begins to happen is an overall deterioration of your frame. That is your family, faith, fitness, and finance begin to suffer because of the addiction. And so thinking about this, like, how does your family suffer? Well, it suffers because, you know, you're a selfish prick, right? <laughs> and you're doing your own thing. And uh, you, you are so self-consumed in your own self, in your own pain, uh, that you are just so me-centered and focused on your pain. Uh, that you're not present, you're not, uh, you're not uh, available for anybody. So it affects your family. It affects your faith um, because, you, you know, you feel shame and guilt and, and certain negative emotions that are attached to these uh, behaviors. Uh, also, those behaviors bring uh, an overall funk and a depression uh, to your mindset, which affects your relationship with God. And I don't know if we need to go into detail on, on how these uh, behaviors affect our health, but we know that uh, um, <laughs> that they do in a great fashion. They, they affect our mindset, our skin, our our uh, muscles, our organs, and, and all of these things. Our, our health is extremely affected uh, by being bound inside of these addictions, right? What about our finances? Um, if you're deep in addiction, especially uh, drug addiction, um, most of all your resources go to to the feeding of the addiction. So I say all that to say this: there is this um, there is this idea of being bound, and that um, that it's pretty nasty overall inside of your holistic living. And that it would be classified as um, being bound, being restrained, uh, being restricted from really experiencing uh, the abundant life. So to be bound, uh, to hamper free movement and natural action, where inside of the the addiction, um, it, it keeps you from doing the things that you want to do. Where your natural reaction might be uh, more patient and more loving, or uh, where your natural reaction might be to more uh, holistically and more uh, health uh, overall for your life. When you are bound, when you are under your addiction and under the spell, if you will, that you are hampered or prevented from doing what you would normally do. I don't know how many times that, uh, um, you know, in this uh, deep in addiction that um, that the the willpower was almost um, no longer present. And that is that, uh, you know, I had a great desire to change or to not use substance or whatever, but uh, I really didn't have the ability to follow through and, and, and to carry that out. So... Uh, I was uh, prevented from doing what I would um, normally or naturally want to do. So to become hindered from free operation, to exert control over something, to limit, to, to restrict, to moderate, to um, deprive of liberty. So all of these things um, classify being bound. And if you look at your past, you, you will see 
um, certain areas of of what they call bondage, where where you are deprived of liberty in some way or fashion. So, that being said, <clears throat> that was the condition of this woman, and that's the way Jesus found her, and um, and begins to meet with her. So, um, there is extreme patterns of victimhood in there. <clears throat> and that is this woman who has been in this state and condition for 18 years and um, has been restricted of liberty um, and unable to function as she, she would like to. And all of these things that, um, that there is a certain pattern of victimhood inside of that, that um, for 18 years, <clears throat> this pattern consisted, right? And so I'm sure her victim story was pretty thick. And that is that she has been in this state and condition for a long time. And that, um, that it, it is always going to be this way. And that um, she has a good excuse. She has a good reason uh, why she is the way that she is, right? After 18 years, I'm sure there's a certain uh, amount of defeat accepted. And <clears throat> nobody expected much from her, right? Nobody expects much from crippled people. Like nobody expects much from people who are deep inside of addiction and who are alcoholics and who are addicts and stuff. They just don't expect much from people, right? And so it's, um, it's this cycle of victimhood that, uh, that continues on and on and on and on. And um, it becomes something that's highly accepted. So inside of, you know, addiction, and you may be listening in and you're still kind of tied up um, um, in addiction, or you may be uh, recently uh, finding freedom and breaking free. Um, but at any rate, there is a continual pattern behind it. There's a pattern of decisions, a pattern of choices, uh, just an overall cycle that continues repeatedly over and over. And it's only the, the, the idea of breaking free and making different choices and understanding your freedom that is going to get you to move forward inside of your liberty. And that's what we're going to talk about right now. So he said, woman, you are loosed. And so I say to you this morning, man, man, you are loosed. You are free. And we're going to go into what this really means. But when you think about the opposite of bound, you get an indication of what this really means to be free. It's basically the opposite of, of what we just uh, currently talked about. But um, I want you to understand um, the Greek language uh, when this is spoken, that woman, you are loosed, um, that it is in a full manner, in a full degree. And what it means is completely, in the, in the entire sense of the word, that having no element left out, whole, uh, complete in the degree, and totally. 
That's what this word implies. It's not like um, you have a little bit of liberty. Um, you have a little bit of freedom. But this message comes as a message of personal freedom first to our soul, right? If nothing changed inside of this woman's soul that Jesus was talking to, that there wouldn't be much liberty and it wouldn't last for that long. So the liberty of the soul is something that must take place first, and that is the liberty of your faith. If you're paying attention to you know what's going on in society and different stuff, we know that um, some of the liberties are trying to be stripped. I just read recently um, in the last day or so uh, that California has um, has limited singing inside of churches uh, to prevent the spread of coronavirus, um, <laughs> which is crazy, right? I get it, but then I don't get it. But what I see in the world is a is an overall pattern to strip, and that is to strip people of their freedoms and strip people of their liberties. So I say all that to say this is that um, you are free. Like this message of Jesus says, "Thou art loosed," is a is a past tense word. Um, he's saying you are loosed. You are loosed. Past tense means that you you have and hold and possess in your hands freedom right now. And I'm talking first about spiritual freedom, that you have and hold spiritual freedom inside of your life right now. But here's the reality of things, that um, just because we have, hold, and possess something uh, does not mean that we utilize it, Right? Uh, just because we have, um, let me explain it this way, that if you were left a lot of money uh, inside of a wheel and you were unaware of the inheritance, you wouldn't benefit quite much from it, right? That technically you would be a millionaire, let's say, um, but you wouldn't have knowledge of it and you wouldn't experience the reality of it and you wouldn't appropriate it um, because, first of all, you might not have knowledge of it. If you do have knowledge of it, you might not be uh, convinced of the full reality of it. You're not convinced of the truth behind it. And so I say all that to say this is that there is a spiritual reality of proclaimed freedom. Um, that is something that happened uh, 2,000 years ago uh, on a cross uh, for us as men to set us free. Our, our freedom and liberty has been purchased. It's it's done deal. Now, whether we appropriate it, whether we walk in it, it's kind of up to us. Whether we appropriate the truth or not, uh, it's totally up to us. So that being said is we're not men uh, struggling to be free. Uh, we are men who understand that we are free already. I'll give you another example uh, of this, that the Emancipation Proclamation that freed the slaves, like it, it, was, it was set out, it was spoken, it was done, uh, the eradication of slavery had happened, 
And the next day, what changed? Nothing, <laughs> right? Um, the 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 slave owners decided that they were going to keep their people ignorant, right? And then the slaves themselves um, didn't have an identity shift. Uh, and that is, they looked at their lives and um, they didn't look any different. They didn't feel any different. Uh, they didn't notice any change in the outward circumstances. And therefore, the, the, the proclamation of freedom didn't hold any weight, right? And I say all that to say this spiritually, it's the same condition. Same condition. Jesus Christ, thousands of years ago, uh, purchased our freedom and has set us free from whatever problem that we could face, right? And it is finished and it is done. And we are much like the people in the era of the Emancipation Proclamation is that we were kept, uh, we're ignorant. We don't, we don't really know uh, what is taking place. We don't fully understand the ramifications of the proclamation. And we don't see no difference in our lives. Like we still struggle. We still have pains. But the reality is, is that if we will grab hold of the truth and we will understand that we are free, we are free. Our, our spiritual freedom has been purchased. It's ours to hold, enjoy, and maintain then that'll, that'll bring a different mindset. You see, what I see today is a lot of men struggling to be free. And that is they put the, the, the um, like the Emancipation Proclamation didn't happen. Like the spiritual truth of freedom and liberty has never been spoken. And they put it forth into a future day that maybe someday I'll be free. And we go on to the spiritual quest and the struggle and all of this different stuff on a quest to find freedom, not understanding that we are free already. And that's what the, the message that I want to clearly communicate. Jesus looked at this woman and said, woman, you are loosed. You are free. And it's very wrapped up in this past tense scenario. He didn't say, woman, you need to go on this quest and to struggle to find freedom. He didn't say, woman, <laughs> here's a list of everything that you need to do to become free in some future date. And if you measure up to it, then, uh, then you'll find freedom. He didn't say none of that. And so this message of the gospel is so simplistic, uh, but it's a message of understanding that we have and hold freedom to possess right now and to enjoy. So freedom um, is live uh, fully free. Jesus was saying to this woman, you are fully released. Fully released. You see, I find in the world today that, that, that there's men who um, have put on imaginary shackles. And these imaginary shackles are, are the bondage of mindset and belief systems. And they are not shackled in the natural. 
Um, there is no uh, physical oppression whatsoever. But I find inside of the mindset that there is a mental belief system oppression and a mental belief system shackled. And that is they are free men, but do not operate on that level because they are not free inside their mind. They're not free inside their heart. And so their internal shackles have manifested in a very um, dysfunctional life in every aspect of the frame, family, faith, fitness, and finance, that has experienced a disintegration. And it's simply because we refuse to, to uh, believe and understand that we are in mental servitude. Whenever we refuse to believe that we are free, if we, then we must take on the identity of the oppressed. And what that means is now I take on the role of a victim instead of a victor. And I take on the role of victimhood, that the man is always bringing me down. And that uh, I cannot uh, change my situation. And that I need to be saved and I need to be rescued. And uh, there's no personal responsibility or anything like that. So the message of freedom and extreme responsibility will bring us out of the mental shackles. That, uh, that keep us stuck in the perpetual cycle of victimhood. Man, I I knew how to play the victim. I mean, I it, there was nothing privileged uh, about my lifestyle. Uh, growing up in extreme trauma, both of my uh, uh, my parents were diagnosed schizophrenic. My stepfather was abusive. Um, there was a lot of um, uh, neglect and and abuse going on, and traumatic experiences and and uh, sexual stuff, and, and prostitution, and all of these different things. There was nothing in my life that, um, growing up, that symbolized any sort of privilege. Uh, welfare, um, all of those things. Um, the government, uh, CPS, stepping in and taking us all away, and, and us being scattered to, uh, us children being scattered to different relatives, and... Um, most all of us children um, going into drug addiction and pain and, and, and the things involved with that trauma. So I say all that to say that, um, first of all, there was nothing about my life that was any form of privilege. But then the second thing is, is that I always had a good excuse. And that is you don't understand um, my victimhood. You don't understand the pain and the traumatic experiences that I experienced. You do not understand. You never walked a day in my shoes. And it's this idea of that there's nobody who's been through what I've been through. And we take on the role of victimhood and we always got a good excuse. How do I know? I always had a good reason for the way I was. In fact, it was a very valid reason. And if I go through the the checklist of 
of all the reasons why I am the way that I am, uh, you would look at that checklist and you would understand. Uh, you find me uh, being a criminal and uh, being an addict and, and breaking into different places to support my habits and, and all of these things. And you will look at my my past and say, you know what? He has a good reason why the, he is the way that he is. But there comes a time in, a, in personal responsibility and understanding that you are free. And it was the message of the gospel and the message of the cross that gave me that power and gave me that message. And so I had to decide, am I going to walk in my freedom? Am I going to release the shackles of this mental slavery piece by piece by piece? Oh my God, I had so many uh, negative belief systems and shackles inside of my mind. Like there was so many. And am I going to take responsibility for my life and begin to move forward and drop the victim card? Because I got this excuse clip, right? I got this valid reason. Every therapist uh, uh, would say, you know what, he's got a valid reason for the reason why he is the way that he is. If you're familiar with the, um, the ACE um, test, Adverse Childhood Experiences, they they ask you 10 questions and and they they um they get to the bottom line uh, of the trauma and if you've had a lot of these things happen then you are in serious um trouble as far as addiction and short life and stuff like that and i had all of them <laughs> okay and so the excuse slip in the victim card can be easily played but when the message of the gospel comes, it's a message of responsibility. It says, are you going to continue with the same mindset that you had that got you into all this trouble? You're going to repent. Are you going to change your mind and your belief systems that are, that are bringing you so much pain? And so I decided the path of freedom and say, you know what? I am free. I am free. And I'm going to begin to walk in that freedom. And it's, it's a choice that we all have to um, come to. So Jesus said, you are loosed. And so the first one was fully released. The second one is fully pardoned. And that is every mistake that you have made. That it is forgiven. It is pardoned. It is washed away. And believing <clears throat> that all the guilt and all the shame that you have for past actions, I don't know about you, but I've done some pretty stupid stuff and some stuff that I'm not very proud of. And there was a lot of mistakes uh, that I have made and people that have hurt and uh, just an overall menace to society in general. Um, spreading a lot of hate and stuff like that, that fully pardon is saying, you know what? He forgives me. And I need to forgive myself and be willing to let go of those things. And then the step after that, of course, is making it right with other people. And so fully pardoned. Fully forgiven. 
So I don't know if we, you know, as men, as Christian men, if we really, really believe that we are fully forgiven. Like, I think that we hold on to some things and we say, you know what, um, uh, I need to pay. I need to pay because of these things. So I need to suffer, uh, which leads to the idea of penance, that I need to go through extreme pain to to make these things right. Not understanding that that was the reason and the purpose for, for the death of Christ to uh, resolve and sponge us and to remove the guilt so we could be fully forgiven. The next one is to be fully set at liberty. So I want you to think about your frame, your family, faith, fitness, and your finances, and ask yourself, where are you not walking in freedom? So freedom is yours to hold and to enjoy. And at this idea of freedom is, is the choice that you have the ability to do and to make a choice. That you can enjoy the, the positive privileges of freedom and that you can begin to uh, experience a sense of self-mastery and self-control to begin to manifest powerful results inside of your life. You see, this woman was loosed. She was set free, fully delivered, fully pardoned, fully forgiven. And all of these things, this complete, complete thing going on from her infirmity. And that is from her moral frailty, from her disease, from her infirmity, from her sickness, from her weakness, she was set free from everything that involved captivity. And the reality is, is that the same thing has taken place for you, that you have been fully delivered and fully set free. And now's the time to walk in that freedom. Now it's the time to walk in that freedom. So family, faith, fitness, and finance, where in, in those four areas are you not walking in the liberty that has been purchased for you? And are you willing to accept the truth and rise up and say, you know what? I am a free man. I am a free man. And I'm going to walk inside of that liberty and I'm going to take responsibility and I'm going to stop playing the victim card and I'm going to stop making excuses. That's what freedom is all about, brothers. Peace.